Welcome to season two of the Plug Podcast. I'm your host, Luna Matadas. I'm a sex and pleasure educator. And here on the Plug, we are taking anal sex conversations even deeper. In season one, we had lots of amazing conversations with experts about booty toys, poop and pain, prostates, rimming, analgasms, pegging, and all kinds of other things. So I'm so excited to welcome you to season two, where we are bringing in even more experts and also creating opportunities for your booty wisdom to come into the conversation. The plug is made possible by B-Vibe. B-Vibe is an award-winning sex toy company. They brought you the world's first rimming butt plug and continue to innovate with pleasure education and high-end sex toys. We also have more ways for you to get anal pleasure tips this season. Head over to Instagram and follow the plug by B-Vibe and make sure that you're subscribed to us wherever you listen to podcasts because we have double the episodes in season two and keep an eye out for ways for us to chat with you about bum pleasure. So in our first episode of season two, I'm talking with Bishop Black. Bishop is a queer porn performer, and we are having a chat about what we can learn from porn about anal sex. Hello, everyone. I am so excited for our guest today. And so a lot of times we're we're getting information about anal sex from porn. We're getting information from performance-based sex. And I thought it would be really wonderful to bring on a porn performer to help us understand what we can learn from anal sex and also how that actually translates into sexy times for our anuses in real life. So today I am so lucky and so pumped to have with me Bishop Black. Bishop Black is a performance artist and porn performer based out of Berlin. He works with themes of BDSM, erotic performance, sexuality, and dance. He's performed pieces for theater such as the Berliner Ensemble, am I saying that right? I hope so, and the, the Deutsche Opera. And as well as being a backup dancer for several prominent artists and musicians such as Peaches, Hercules, and The Love Affair. He has also worked for various prominent companies in both mainstream and alternative pornography. He can be found on sites like Himeros, Four Chambers, Blue Artichoke Films, Alt Shift, X Confessions, and Lust Cinema, as well as other independent film companies. And you'll get a chance to dig into Bishop's history and current projects. We're going to put all the notes in our show notes for the podcast. So welcome, Bishop. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so, so excited to have you here. And I, I love that I found you through one of my my favorite and, and lovely, and I was fangirling Kali Sudra, another queer porn performer for so long. And so I'm really glad. I'm going to shout out to Kali because it's so wonderful that she connected me with more wonderful people. So thank you for being with us. Thank you. And yeah, thank you for Kali. Thank you to Kali as well for having me on your show. Well, yeah, I'm, well, basically linking it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good people know good people. So this is awesome. Yeah. And and I, I always was, um, you know, I had stalked you online before and, <laughs> and was checking out what you were doing. And it's always amazing to me, you know, as, as a, a sex educator and engaging with so many people in educational context that most of their learning is from performers. And, and they're, they learn about sex, they learn how to feel about sex, how to relate to sex, what to do in sex from performance. And so, you know, for you, how did you get into performance and, and what did that mean for your own sexuality? Hmm. Um, I got into performance because I wanted to see basically more like Black people who are like me. Um, coming from London, I didn't really, well, when I first got involved with pornography, I didn't really like, you know, see many like prominent black performers and maybe I didn't do enough research but like I didn't see prominent black performers who were also bisexual and also wanted to explore that sort of side of sexuality so I wanted to kind of be this person who was visible in that way um and that was when I was about 23 when I first did my first porn film uh before moving to Berlin uh when I was 25 and then through the work that I've, that I've done with like the various different companies and also being not only like a top performer, so per- so a person who like basically is like the top performer, basically. So you have the top and the bottom. I found actually just by being as, as versatile with my, my own like, you know, roles and also versatile with my own sexuality, I got to learn a lot more things that I wouldn't really get a chance to learn 
if I wasn't working in the fitness industry. And there's been things like, you know, bondage and also like certain like fetishes, for example, like spit play or um, golden showers, which I never would have actually had the chance to kind of like, you know, fully explore within a safe environment with people that I feel comfortable with. So this is also something that I found really a boon for me, like working within this sector. Oh, that is, that is actually really amazing for me to hear that it was part of your own personal exploration. I think, I think a lot of times we look at porn performers and we kind of figure that you're already super hypersexual in your personal life. You've like done all the things and now you're just lucky enough to like get paid to do the things. And I think this is a, a big kind of misconception around, around how we see porn performers and we forget that they have a, a humanity in their own erotic selves. So it's really cool to, to hear you talk about how porn infused that. Um, and then how can we, you know, if you're someone who's listening to this and you're like, yeah, like I haven't had anal sex and I haven't like done a lot of things, but like I'm turned on by so many of the things that, that I'm watching in porn. Um, what, would, what advice or what would you say to someone that that's just super um, using porn, I guess, as like a big source of their knowledge and inspiration around getting involved in things like anal sex? Well, I noticed that actually through like, you know, just being around people and hearing like their own sort of like personal explorations, I find like the best advice I would probably give is just basically just start slow. I mean, it's really amazing that there are things within porn that like, you know, turn you on, especially when it comes to like anal play. But I feel like the anus firstly, it's like, you know, such as, well, I know my anus like takes a lot of time to kind of warm up, even after all this time, like, you know, doing the work that I'm doing. I feel like, you know, it takes a lot of time for like the anus to warm up. And obviously like you should definitely have somebody, if you're going to do it with somebody else, you should definitely have someone that you really fully trust. And also you can communicate with well, because communication is also very important. Um, if you're doing it for yourself, then obviously like, don't go like, you know, I don't know, don't go with a, with an aubergine straight away, you know, <laughs> like, you know to start with like finger play is always a really nice way to go forward. I'm not really the, biggest fan of finger play mostly because i think it depends again on the person and also it depends because the fingers aren't really the most like you know malleable like part of what to use in your anus i find like you no know, most of the time that like i'm not really a big fan of it but i still find like using it is really really good so whenever you want to like try to find a way into like someplace you have to have like you know a secret like say password or something and the anus is saying like what's the password <laughs> <laughs> Booty, 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 one, two, three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Booty, booty. Or it could be like three, six, five, four, seven, nine. <laughs> it's my birthday. Press my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say like things that really help definitely like finger play as like a way to kind of like feel familiar with putting things inside of yourself. And also like I really like things that are really overestimated or like you know overlooked, like for example, anal massage playing around with like the anus without actually entering it first gives you like a really nice feeling to kind of like, you know, relax and open up the like the gates of the anus basically and make it more like comfortable for you to basically get straight to more um, intermediate stuff. Yes. Oh, this is such great advice, Bishop. Thank you for, for reinforcing so much of um, this slow you know, entry into the anus. Because I, I think, you know, I watch, I don't know if it's a surprise to anyone, but I watch a lot of anal porn. And <laughs> don't tell my mom. And, <laughs> and I often, you know, I'm actually turned on by the fact that it's fast and and that mm. it's intense. And and I think that's, and, and please like, let me know if if I'm off base on this, but I think like part of the sensationalization of the, the sexual act within porn performance is what makes it more alluring. And, and I think of theater, you know, when you watch live theater versus when you watch like TV, like there's just certain things that, that are much more prominent and much more emotionally engaging. And so, you know, often when then I take it into personal play, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to go fast and hard, but that's just not, it's not realistic. And so what would you say to folks that kind of feel that that steals from some of the sexiness or the intensity if you slow things down, if you prepare, if you warm up? I mean, another argument that one could say is that communication can also take away from like the sort of thrill of actually being in, you know, something like sexual. So I've heard a lot of like um, discussions about getting consent and how like certain people find like consent 
sometimes isn't sexy because like, you know, you want to be in the throes and you want to be in the passion. You don't really want to have to like, you know, check in or you don't want to have someone check in on yourself because sometimes you just want to kind of just like, you know, relax or just completely like this, like let go and like not think about like, you know, is this actually something good for me or is this, is this something that I'm enjoying or like, how can I enjoy this more? Or like, is this, what's the rhythm and so on. So I think a lot of times, like you can't really get to like that main point of like the hyper, really hypersensual, like strength, strong, heavy, fast sex without actually firstly checking in and also checking in with yourself as well, especially when it comes to like, you know, pre-planning, like douching or like also like slow entering. So I think it's really important. And I don't think it takes away or detracts from anything like that, but I think it instead it actually builds a trust with the person that you're actually being with too. Mm, yes and like trust is like such an underrated seductive tool like it's it's your anus needs to be relaxed on multiple levels like external and internally in order for it to be more pleasurable and for your body to be really present to what's happening i love that you said that thank you um and and there was something else that that i i thought was really interesting about this idea of consent feeling you know unsexy and i've i've heard this argument as well it's like well i don't want them i just want them to like you know do know what i want want to do and then to do it and like asking all the time. And I think that there's also ways in which folks are limiting the way that that communication can be erotic. And so, yes, if you're sitting there with like an interview paper, like and asking someone in the middle of sex, like, can I go into your butthole and putting check marks on your clipboard? That's going to be maybe sterile unless you're into that as a fantasy. You have a clipboard fetish or something. But yeah. <laughs> some people do. Some people do. Yeah, I bet you know what? I doesn't it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> there are things I'm into that I was like, whoa, who knew? You know? <laughs> like, yeah, 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 um, yeah. <laughs> and so for, for communication, are there are there tips around um communicating consent? Like do you have tips for nonverbal communication or verbal communication around how to uh, both for the giver and the receiver? Because I think as tops, like often uh, we have an opportunity to to really invite and give permission for that communication. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, when I was working on um, sex school, which is also something that I should probably add in my bio, but I work part of, as part of Sex School uh, Hub, which is on Instagram and also sexschool.com, I think it is. We talked about this whole like like uh, measure of like communication and what's sexy and like communicate either verbally or non-verbally about what works. So and um. So we have like a other sex educator called Sadie Loon. Sadie Loon is an amazing, amazing performer who's been around f- for a while and knows a lot of like things. And one of the things like uh, Sadie was saying is when you're with your partner or yeah, when you're with your top, basically. So if you're coming from the, from the bottom side, when you're with your top, if, for example, there's something that doesn't really feel right, like instead of actually saying like, stop, 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 stop. And like, you know, freaking out, which sometimes it happens, you know, sometimes there's something that kind of really kind of like affects us. And it's also fine if that does happen. There's nothing, there's nothing shameful about it. But I mean, like, it's also just like finding a way to kind of like turn a negative into something that could be like used. I mean, definitely with non-verbal communication, you can definitely like, you know, kind of, uh, I would say maybe put your like hand on the person's like, you know, leg if you're like basically face down on your stomach and just be like like a squeeze so if this is something that you can probably like communicate beforehand within like this is a safe chat yeah. um if you are i mean so if you're on your back you can like also use like the stuff the chest as well to be like hey um can you slow down this is not really working for me at the moment or you can even just say like hey this is really hot but can you please like change the rhythm or maybe if you want to like you know just this is hot, like, you know, take it slow. Maybe like, you know, fuck me really slow. Or like, if I, I know from my personal experience, if somebody's like going a bit too fast, like a, like a jackrabbit or something, and yeah. like, take it easy and be a bit more like, okay, sensual, they'll be like, hey, 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 this is really hot, but like, let me slow it down. I want to feel you inside of me so I can feel like every part of you a bit more. Given the confirmation that what's happening is actually really hot, but you want to kind of have it a bit more like, you want to have it in the same sort of way that without actually taking away from the, from the matter, not making the person feel insecure from the top side, it's definitely good. Like to be definitely more proactive with your communication, but like obviously not being like, is this fine? Is this okay? Am I going to a right acceleration? Like nothing like this, but giving positive reinforcement, like, you know, you're hot, you're sexy. Is this cool? Are you enjoying this? Is it? And if the person says yes, don't just like stop there and be like, okay, the person's enjoying it. Let me carry on. 
let me know if you want me to like go faster or slower or like do you want me to like you know put you in this side do you need a do you need a pillow or something or is everything fine but obviously not all at once but like because if the person saying no i'm fine then they're fine but like just say like if you want me to go faster just let me know if you want me to slow it down let me know for me it would give me a bit more like security be like okay i can actually say something you know and I think mm. when it comes to um, non-verbal communication, eye contact is fucking amazing. Eye contact is like definitely sexy. I want to see my person's. I want to see my person's eyes when I'm being fucked by them, or if I'm fucking them, I want to see them. I want to have that, you know, feel because then you can also kind of tap in without actually having to like, you know, if you feel nervous about saying something, you can look at them and see where they are with their, with their face and with their eyes. If there's something that's not really right with them, like if they're pulling the face and they're just grinning and bearing with it then you can be like, hey, hey, are you okay? Is there anything I can do? And then that's a sort of like precursor into bringing something in without actually having to make it such a big deal. Mm, oh my gosh, yes. I'm all for the eye fucking. And and I think it feels so much more present with all of the tips that that you're giving. And, and it's really about like tuning into the available communication vehicles. So whether that's eye contact, whether it's nonverbal, whether it's it's verbal, but like really being present. And so letting go of this like goal-based sex that we all have and um, really, yeah, yeah. I mean, feel free to say more about that. I think that's something that that a lot of folks struggle with with anal where that it, it has to end up in like big thrusting penetration. <laughs> 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 this made me blush right there. <laughs> Focus, Bishop. God. Okay, <laughs> you I'm lost me at, I want to feel you inside me, so slow down. That's when I stopped writing. I was like, <laughs> all the blood has left my brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's like exactly like you said. I mean, like, it is about being present with someone as well. And I think this is just comes down to all sexual like um, activities or like sexual. I think it just comes down to everything that's sexual, basically, even like blowjobs or just like PIV sex, penis and vagina sex. But mostly like when it comes down to any sort of like physical interaction with somebody, it comes down to like being present and not going off to a space where you feel that this is easier for you to kind of operate in because there's a level of detachment that kind of exists there. And I don't think that's actually necessarily a good thing when it comes to actually like being with somebody like all sex needs to have, have a, like a certain presence within the people and also that present things into adds into the chemistry that we have with each other so like eye contact is like such for me such a beautiful amazing goal limit for me is well when i say it's not even a limit it's basically a goal so and i think it really does build up on the whole sort of like act basically i think it's this beautiful sensual dynamic dance or something and that could me being in my whole dance experience now but you know when you're with somebody and you're dancing with somebody you want to also make sure that the person you dance with for example if it's tango you have to have like you know this beautiful rapport with each other and i think eye contact is very 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 much used in that and i think this is also something that translates within like being with somebody sexually, you know, seeing them or even like going down and them giving them blowjob and looking up and seeing their eyes or seeing their reactions, that also gives you energy to tell you to tell you that what you're doing is absolutely right. Conversely, if you're being like penetrated and you want to like you know give the person like the go ahead, then that little quick look over the shoulder, look, looking back at them, can send someone's mind crazy. And I know it would do the same to me if like you know I was with somebody and I was atop and they turned back to me and they gave me the eyes like the fuck me eyes, like, go ahead, the green light eyes, you know, that this for me would, like, explode me, basically, and I would probably have to kind of, like, breathe. (laughs) 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 You're like, the communication just put me over the top. (laughs) Get that that, that zen breathing down, you know, get that zen breathing. And I think this is also something that's very important as well. Breathing with the person is really hot too. And also moaning with the person. I think like sometimes we just don't want to moan and we don't want to enjoy things like a loud thing, a loud scale, because like, you know, sometimes like sex is seen as that sort of like undercover act. And sometimes when we, when we, when, especially when guys moan, like, you know, I love it when guys moan and it's not just, not just a grunt. I love a grunt too, but I do love a good moan. And I think also breathing is really integral to that whole like, vocal um communication that doesn't necessarily have to involve communication so this is also something i really like enjoy as well i i really love all this sensuality that that you're bringing into this how can folks sort of 
move into experiencing anal sex with some of the the wisdom that that you have learned from porn, but also how porn has changed your own sexual experiences. For me, the first thing I would basically say is you also need to know what like, you know, turns you on, basically. Mm. I think this is like a very important starting block because I mean, like you said, if you're grinning and bearing it or taking one for the team, then it's it's not really coming from your side, basically. You can do things definitely like, you know, as I mentioned, doing your own fingering, massaging yourself as well, getting a feel for it and also feeling if that's something that you enjoy. Um, also, vibrators, as you said, that's, that's a really great one as well and feeling like vibrations and if that's something that you enjoy as well as butt toys. Starting small with like butt toys is also a, a, a really great thing as well because it also kind of like warms you up and prepares you as well. And also small dildos are a great start too to kind of just reinforce the pleasure. And and I enjoy for myself like using a really nice like um, I have this like little suction dildo toy which I use that is a moderate size. And I really enjoy coupling that up with like other things that like, you know, get me off, for example, like masturbation or playing with my balls or even playing with my nipples and finding the other ways to kind of well, distribute like the sensuality and the sexuality through other parts of the body through this like one moment of like playing with my ass, basically. And also like lube. This is a preparation for later on, obviously, when you actually get into like that. OK, let me get myself started. But like getting really comfortable and getting really familiar with your, what lube things you like. So if it's like more... Uh, water-based stuff or if you like to just like do more silicone-based stuff obviously with co- uh, coordination with your toys as well then I think that's also something great to use too because then if you're going in dry obviously that doesn't make sense but then I think also just basically like using lube is a really good way to kind of like you know facilitate your own enjoyment. Bishop tell me why mainstream porn doesn't love lube like what is going on? <laughs> why don't we see lube why don't we see the application of it like is it just seen i mean i've watched queer and feminist porn and lube just kind of works in as as sort of a natural progression into penetration or like changing a texture for external stimulation and at first it was actually really jarring to me i was like i was masturbating and watching and i was like oh god like get over the lube just put it in (laughs) and And it's because I've been so trained to just watch like, okay, well, whatever, like just get it in. And I just want to see like either the penetration or or the toy or whatever it is. So so what's going on with Lube? That's really interesting that you say that because I also felt like working with like certain queer companies and um, alternative companies, they usually really much encourage both lubrication, like present in in the films as well as like showing like condom sex basically if there's condoms used within sexing they will actually show the unraveling of the condoms so like they want to kind of integrate into this whole realm of like this is also sexy and i think this is also very important as well because it doesn't detract from lovemaking i mean if you're with some if you're meeting somebody for the first time you're gonna have and you have sex you're gonna have to bring in a condom basically unless there's a pre-arranged like agreement between you two to not use that but i mean that's actually a really good question i don't know i think it comes down to the fact that like like you said it, it can sometimes slow or for some people mostly like cis guys they probably feel that it takes out from feeling that they're in into the whole, the whole sex thing and you know, like it's and it's exactly as you said like we, we're so trained and we're so programmed to feel that like we just that lube is basically just a thing that's happening off screen and the only sort of on-screen thing you probably see is bit which again isn't going to be like you know, the most worthwhile thing for you because obviously it dries up very quickly and it's also like not the most like uh, sanitary of like uh, applications. I think it's a lot of, th- of things like it maybe adds to too many shots perhaps or if it just feels like it, like you said, it takes away from something or it's just like, oh, well, it kind of destroys this element of fantasy because of porn work revolving within this, especially mainstream porn revolving within this idea of fantasy and working with that, the last thing you want to do is bring in something that brings in an element of reality, even though lube isn't is kind of part and parcel within that fantasy. If all of this talk about fantasy is making you want to do some bum stuff in reality, that is totally understandable. I would suggest you start with some anal masturbation. I think anal solo pleasure is a great way to get to know your own butt so you can communicate what it needs when you play with other people. I highly recommend things like anal training kits. They're one of my favorite options for people who want to be able to build up their butt to take bigger penetration. 
So check out B-Vibe's anal training kit and education set, which actually gives you three different sizes of butt plugs, a lube syringe, and an enema bulb. So you can do whatever cleaning that you need to do. Also check out the beginner booty set, which has B-Vibe's all natural thick water-based lube and a remote controlled vibrating plug. And don't forget to use code LUNA30 to save 30% on your orders within the US at bvibe.com. Ooh, yes, that it just, I love that you said that, that it destroys the fantasy because I, I thought, well, is this art imitating life? Like, is everyone just like not having sex with condoms and I'm like the last person on earth or like, and, (laughs) or is it, you know, life imitating art? Are we just sort of seeing it as non eroticized? And so it does feel kind of like it's taking away from the moment. But I love what you said too about fantasy, because imagine if our fantasies included you know, emotional and physical safety and, <laughs> and like being able to have that, that relaxation and, and also recognizing that, that it is fantasy and that we're, most of us are not on a set and most of us are not concerned with scenes and, and takes. And so I love that, that you put that out there, especially from your perspective as, as a performer. And so can you tell us like behind the scenes? So is there actually lube happening behind the scenes? Like what preparation <laughs> goes into like anal scenes for like what's happening? Are they cleaning out? Is nobody eating? Like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a really good point as well. Because um, whilst I in the gym that I that I'm, like, I go to quite uh, well, obviously right now, a lot I used to go to this gym and like work out, and I also met like a fellow porn performer, and we we're talking about like because we worked with the same person um, for a shoot, Tim Kruger, and Tim Kruger is basically well endowed, and um, when he came to the shoot session, I was like. Luckily with him, it was fine. And then I had like another person who was even more well endowed than Tim Kruger. And it was like a little bit daunting. And we spoke about this scene basically. And he spoke to me about like, you know, what he does. So basically the day before he would shoot a scene, he would very much try to like eat as little as possible, um, not to, not eat too much food. So there's less of a cleanup to the next day because like there's, there's been times when I've eaten foods that probably won't really work as well as you would think for concepts, for example, like beetroot, you know, like you shouldn't really eat beetroot the day before you're about to douche and, and have a sex scene because that's happened to me before and that takes a while to kind of like, you know, your system. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so a lot of things, some performers have like a lot of different ways of actually like going about, like um, if you're bottling about like your your anal hygiene and then i i do things happening um before he come on to set but then maybe i'll like do a quick douche before i come to set anyway because you know, sometimes you may have that sort of like i get nerves when i'm about to like do something with somebody who maybe is going to be a little bit bigger than i actually thought they were going to be um and then also <laughs> lube there as well you know so i've been on a few mainstream sets where i have had to call for lube and then they'll basically like cut that out they want in post-production but the lube is there the lube is actually like physically there but i mean it's not like you said it's not as used as much with it was not seen as much as mainstream porn compared to like some scenes where literally like people are just pouring lube and you see it in you see it in the film they're like pouring it like they're pouring like vinegar on a salad <laughs> You know, how do you feel about like if you're topping someone anally and and there might be a mess or or how would you address that? I know from my personal experience that I've been in that exact same point as like a bottom because I mean mm. when you're starting and like you're like you're starting exploring with people and stuff that's the last thing you kind of want to have have happen is the most embarrassing thing in the world but like most of the time people are usually quite sensitive or like completely fine with the fact that I have once I was with this like French guy, this Parisian guy, dirty man, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and we had a situation where like after sex, uh, some traces of a shit, and I was like, oh no! And then he turned around to me, and said like in his little French accent, uh, "Don't worry about it. Uh, sex is messy," and this <laughs> helped me a lot. Like this really helped me a lot to actually because sex is messy, even if it's anally or, or like orally or like some vagina, you know, through your vagina, um, sex like. 
it's uh, it's sometimes sex is messy and that's actually okay and so is there anything for for tops that that we can prepare whether it's physical or even just kind of emotional or checking in with ourselves um i know i'm a big fan of pegging and you know mm. peg the patriarchy is my baby and um <laughs> i i sometimes will be sexting with someone or or have a partner that's really into pegging and I don't know, like the fantasy will be really hot for me, but it's a lot of work to top. And mm. <laughs> so I'll like come into the date and then not really feel like putting all that energy into it. Yeah. And, and so I kind of, I, I don't know if it's similar to, to this like fantasy versus in real life, but you know, are there ways for tops to also manage expectations for themselves and their, their bottoms? Um, I've also had the experience receiving anal from someone with a penis. And when they had gotten frustrated about like, oh, like I was, I just couldn't take his uh, penis, then the penis starts to go soft and they keep pushing. And then that hurts even more. And so, you know, whether you have a bio dick or you're strapping it on, you know, what are tips for for tops that that we can um, use to just be better tops like to ourselves and to our partners? Mm. I mean, like, definitely that's what you mentioned just um, before with um, the guy with the basically like, you know, getting frustrated. I think this is also something that happened on a porn set as well when like it comes to like PIV sex, for example, where like you before like the whole like scene happens, you have all these expectations and then you feel so turned on with your partner and everything's great, everything's good, and the camera comes on and you are not hard. <laughs> and then you have like yeah. this whole issue of actually like having to like uh operate basically. And I think of course there are like ways to kind of get around it if you want to do that. But then also I think again I've been in situations that uh bring in like the idea of like simulation sex basically and okay we didn't do this but it's fine but there's also other ways to kind of work around it like okay what other things do you find sexy or feel like you want to kind of do i had this one scene where um i had this like a situation of actually like having to do a piv sex for erica lust um scene actually my first one for erica lust and i couldn't operate basically but then we worked around that because it was based around BDSM. So then in the end, we we're using these little pinwheels on um, these pinwheel toys on my on my dick because I was like, let's do it that. That sounds fun. And um, I fucking loved it because it was just also just something else that was like also thing that I enjoyed doing. And I think this is also the same when it comes to like the bedroom. Firstly, like, of course, it's really easy to get frustrated and really like easy to kind of completely get into your mind. In that situation, what I would, what I find really fun to do as well is so go back to like fingering again. And I actually, when it comes to figuring, I actually prefer like, someone to kind of get me with my thumb, you know, because the thumb almost feels like having like a small uh, dildo in your, in your, in your ass. So depending on the thumb size, of course, but like it feels more malleable for me. And also because it gives you a lot more like, room to play with for example when it comes to the rest of your hand because then you can kind of like do something else with your hand while your like thumb is going into like the anus and then if you're kind of focusing on more on that then you can you know, i find ways to kind of get back to being horny feeling the mood again also like you said like it gets back to like if you're having a sort of like discussion with people and i'm like this quite a lot i'm actually a little bit of a flake when it comes to my personal life with like you know meeting people because sometimes i'm really in the mood of actually like meeting somebody and getting like in the mood and talking about all these dirty things and then a day comes and some things may happen you may have like a a, a really bad day at work there may be other, uh, other engagements that kind of pop up that kind of like distract you you're bringing all the energy in and sometimes you just don't feel in the mood to that and if that's the case then that's also something that you can definitely like especially with your partner if they can't handle that then again like it comes to a situation of like okay look i need you to understand what's happening with me you know and as a top as well it's also very good to like check in where you are at physically and it's also fine to like not really feel in the mood that that's something that you want to do because i mean at the end of the day when it comes to anal anal will be there it's not going to go anywhere the sexual act wouldn't like me just disappear and it's off the table it just means just at that present moment in time you either I'm not really feeling it and maybe that's something that you don't wish to explore on that particular day or you need to just find a way to kind of you may originally be like I'm not into it but then as other like things occur then maybe that thought may come back because suddenly you have the warm-up and it's also like the ability to completely like be there with your partner and be more present so it takes a lot I think having if you feel like nervous about going straight into it 
then I think, again, working with other things to kind of bring you to that point, whether it be like eating ass or whether it be like fingering or whether it be like vibrator toys. And it's also great to have somebody bring in, if you are, um, if you have a bio dick and you're not feeling like you're able to like perform, bringing in a dildo does not take any way any shame from you as a person. Like, okay, at that particular point, you just weren't able to like penetrate somebody, but it just basically means that your body's not there at the moment. And that's also cool. Because like the next day you might do something, you, you may be there one hundred percent. But also you might also find working with like a dildo would actually bring you into a different uh, mental state. Because obviously like this is also, sex is also mental. So seeing your partner get off on like a dildo can also really kind of like really really turn you on. And then also if you're using like um, a strap on again communication, I think is like really 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 key. Because of course like. Sometimes, like, especially, I think for people who are using straps and stuff, sometimes, like, it, again, it comes down to finding the right rhythm with your partner. And sometimes you have a one rhythm in mind, but then, like, the other partner has, like, a different rhythm in mind. And it just comes down, again, to communicating, like, these, like, uh, feelings a little bit more, like, clearly. And also, like, maybe making that, making, like, a game out of it, for example. Perhaps, like, again, this positive reinforcement through, like, making it into, like, a little bit of a game and being, like, hey, go a bit more faster, let me feel you, or, like, like you try this position or one of the things I really enjoy is actually having body to body contact because body to body contact really kind of like then isn't just focusing everything just down on the anus, but instead brings in like the added extra element of what I enjoy through sex, which is basically like feeling someone's body whilst they're penetrating me. Cause then that gives me like so much more dimensions of play and enjoyment because I can smell them and that can get me in the mood. I can feel their touch. And also, like, maybe they want to choke me, and I would love that too. And then it also kind of adds more layers onto just, like, this base layer of anal sex. So then it isn't just about that. It's everything else about you as a person that the other person enjoys. Because it isn't just about the apparatus. It's about, like, you and your smell and your scent and your taste and your kiss. I'm going to buy your book when it comes out. Yeah, thumbs are really good in the bum. <laughs> like... They really are. They really, really are. Like something about... And again, I, I just love the fact that I can kind of like still, again, if I'm with like somebody who, or uh, like a vagina owner, for example, or, or vulva owner, sorry, should I say anatomy correct? Yeah, basically, like if I'm with somebody with a vulva, like having the ability to like use the thumb, but then also use like my fingers on like the clip, for example, or like on like other parts of the vulva, that's, it's, it gives you that much more accessibility and much more, much more range, which I feel like so much more interested in. And then also like using the thumb, you can also like, I find I use a lot more like of my body weight with my arm. So it isn't just like using the hand, but then you're also using like your body weight. So if you want to like play with the rhythm and use a bit more of your body to basically like stimulate the, the prostate or like other areas in the anus, and that's, fantastic and it's just also brings you into it as well because it, it adds to this element of like it isn't detached yes yes and i i often tell people when they're they're looking for their first time you know butt plugs to look for something like the shape and size of their thumb and one of my first mm. butt plugs was was from bvibe and um they've got this collection of different sizes of snug plugs and the snug plug is that kind of rounded tip but but like your t- thumb but then it's got a, a little bit of thickness in the body so it's stimulating those those that anal canal that we were talking about that's so nerve rich and muscle rich and tissue rich and Mm. um but often people are looking at butt plugs and butt sex toys and and wanting to you know their eyes are bigger than their buttholes and so they want like things that are like (laughs) giant fist or like you know and i was like go with the thumb do like a backflip i swear it's just (laughs) I know both of my gates just like like sucked right out. They're like, nope, we're closed. We're done. <laughs> Don't talk about this. <laughs> we'll do an episode one time on big things. That's why we'll we'll stay tuned for that. <laughs> um, I also wanted to to ask you. I mean, you've just like given us so much information, but you mentioned um, prostate play, and so is there. So do you have like tips or for first time prostate play folks or people who are curious about it? How do you get started? If I'm going to like toy or something, then I like um, a toy with a curve um, mm. because that basically just puts you right onto my, onto my prostate. And then I think that for me is like a really good like, start point. I think if anybody who's going to start doing more prostate play work, I think that's a really nice thing to do. 
Um, if you're working with somebody, if you're working with somebody else, if you're fucking with somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, getting into like education process. If you're working with somebody else and you wish I know, to do- your world is so different than ours, Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're fucking with somebody else, like definitely again with prostate play, I really like to like, um, I personally love having like the, the two finger approach. So like the index and middle finger basically and lying down my back, like also having them kind of like enter me, but then also do like a circular rub on the prostate. I really like that. And kind of like a small sort of like small sort of thrust and it's sort of a way. So kind of rubbing on and then rubbing back again, rubbing on and rubbing back again. And also like, I would like to work on breathing as well. Cause then that's like, also for me, I've been in situations where like, this hasn't been a thing for me where I've just been like, Coming from obviously coming from the gay side, you just kind of like prostate play. You mean like putting your dick in my ass? That's prostate play. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but then like things like you know, for example, anal mapping, which is like a sexological bodywork term where you kind of start basically like doing the side outside of, the, of like the anus and kind of some certain points before like, doing a sort of like a spiral exercise, which starts like out from like a few um a couple of inches away from my anus and then kind of like working the spiral down to, like towards like the anus itself and then from that point kind of using a bit more like again this like massage technique upon the prostate i think that's like milking the prostate basically if you like i really love that also kind of like a nice sort of uh, uh way to connect with your partner if you're kind of not ready for just jumping in like first into like anal play so this is, I really feel like this, this is my personal, like, first time experiences, which I will like, now transmit to everybody. And I think this is, for me, that really helped me a lot. No, that's really, really good advice. And and thank you for also speaking to some of, like, the cultural norms that, that we hold. And so whether you're a gay man in, in a particular community, whether you're um, heterosexual, whether you're cisgendered or trans, like it's it really does also get defined by what types of activities are are normalized, and and that's mm. where we saw you know pegging even needed to become a thing because there was you know a, a need to sort of destigmatize anal sex within a, a heterosexual dynamic for a cisgendered man, and mm. and so but really it's just anal sex for for everybody else. So it's it's really interesting to to hear how how that can inform the ways in which we we then explore our bodies. So I love those tips. I love like getting started. I think everything you've said actually also relates to to prostate play about getting started slowly using lube um, and definitely using prostate toys. I mean they're they're designed with the firmness and and also the the angles and the handle to make it really easy to to reach your prostate on your own or have a partner use it on you yeah my last thing for you is do you have a booty blooper that you want to share with us so any i feel you've shared a lot i mean the dirty french person was like pretty good uh but if there's anything that um you want to leave us with a little bit of a bum joy or a bum blooper to kind of help us normalize you know that everything doesn't have to be perfect everything doesn't have to be you know completely like you know what you expected it to be but you can still find pleasure in it well, I mean, I know once when I was doing like um, something with my OnlyFans, I was trying to like, I just got this like really nice like um, dildo from Rodeo. They usually like like uh, do this for I think like strap-ons and stuff. And I just got it obviously with like strap-on. It's this very beautiful like purple sort of like uh, milky wayish sort of like dildo. And it was also a slightly more cumbersome from my for my anus than I actually imagined. But it was still for when um, I was living a um, I like a strap on scene with this amazing performer in the Bembe. Um, it was just like for like a uh, last three thing. And it was, that was the first time I had strap on sets in a while. And I just really, really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed that dick, but I probably enjoyed like Lena a lot more than the dick, but the dick also helped. So I bought my own and I thought, okay, this is great. I can actually like, you know, work for my OnlyFans. I'm going to just douche and get prepared and get ready for it. It's sometimes it's possible to kind of over douche in the sense of like, not like just irritating like the um, walls of the anus or the anus canal, but also basically sometimes your body kind of like when you're douching, you kind of like sometimes forget that there's a bit of water left up there when you're not really like when you're in a rush and stuff. So I was a little bit in a rush and I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to film this. This is going to be great. And like, you're looking all sexy. I'm getting in the mood. You know, I'm just going to put some lube there and then I start and I start fucking and I'm like, okay, everything's great. Everything's good. I'm like, you know, looking hot for the camera and stuff. And then I take my ass out and 
my app floods with <laughs> water that was still there. Like literally, like you know, once like once like um the fucking waters of the rivers of Egypt just basically like it came back together after like you know having like you know, put it stuff and like divided it. Everything came flashing out. I was like, oh my God. So I had to basically, luckily I was using a yoga mat. So I wasn't like, or was that unlucky that I was using my yoga mat? I, I know. Like, I'm like your poor <laughs> yoga mat. But <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be nice to kind of like put the dodo on top of the yoga mat and then like, you know, it wouldn't just be on the floor and it would help my knees. So basically like, you know, I pulled it up and then all this literally just this flow of, of like ass water comes out because there's no other way of saying <laughs> And I'm just like, okay, um, it's lucky there was no one there, but at the same time, it was like, okay, this is like a bit of a bleeper for my ass. Then, you know, I had to kind of clean up and I'm like, okay, it's cool, I'm done, let's try that again. And then obviously, you're trying to like, you're like, okay, I need to like rewash because then, like, you know. But then, other bloopers with people, I don't think, other than like, you know, sometimes you're getting rude with somebody and you're really kind of in the throes of passion and everything's hot and sexy, then you lift your leg up and you fart. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like oh yeah it didn't. and I think that happened when I was a young age as well actually like I was still kind of inexperienced so I fought and then it was like the most like embarrassing thing ever it was like so cringeworthy and the guy's like don't worry about it I'm like no my life is over <laughs> <laughs> it's a magical experience that I imagined it to be even though I had like sex three times because I didn't believe my virginity was like open. <laughs> <laughs> I still not over part. The ass flood. <laughs> I'm just picturing, like, the, what color was the yoga mat? We need details. <laughs> okay, okay. The color of the yoga mat was, I think, a lilac color. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know why I thought the color would make it better. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that was, um, yeah. It's also like one of these like thick yoga mats, so like you know it was good for massages and stuff. I don't use that yoga mat for massage, and I think I have to kind of like you know throw it away um, afterwards because it was just an old yoga mat. But um, yeah, I think after like you know that whole like um, anal flood, I don't think I used it for anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you have this story because you were just looking all cute and being like, "I'm all sexy." And then your ass water came out. <laughs> so anyone who's listening, see like hot people have these problems too. So <laughs> it says nothing about you. <laughs> yeah. And put a towel down. I don't know. <laughs> that might help. That might help. <laughs> oh my gosh, Bishop. I'm, I'm sweating. I've had so much fun talking to you and I could talk to you all day about this. I think you've really given us so much insight into the, the nuances between like performance and pleasure. And like you spoke so much to our humanity and I just want to thank you for gifting us all of this knowledge and laughter today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And I've had such a beautiful time. Like, amazing joke all around. And yeah, thank you so much again. Yeah, it was so fun. And so if people want more Bishop, like, where can we find you? What are you up to next? Hmm. <laughs> what I'm up to next, I guess, is probably just working on the OnlyFans stuff. Um, so, I mean, my OnlyFans is, like, very, very relaxed. Like, I, I'm trying to kind of, like, you know, do a little bit more work on it to kind of, like, give it a bit more promotion. So there's stuff on there that you can check. It's... um. Uh, my OnlyFans is the Bishop Black Three Thousand, uh, so find me on them. Also, there's a couple of films coming out with um, Caden Gray, uh, which is called U E F U. So um, this is basically about U equals U and HIV transmission, and it's um, in combination. Well, I say like HIV and it's as it as a whole, basically. So like you know how like. Uh, if you're basically on medication and your your viral load is undetectable, then like undetectable e equals untransmittable. And um, this is in conjunction with um, Impulse, which is a charity group. I think they're based in the states, but they also have places. They also have like you know branches in like the United Kingdom. And um, it's, a it's a collaboration project with Caden Gray, and it also features the amazing Bianca Del Rio in one part as well. Um, so that's coming out hopefully, if not the end of this year, then, then in January. 
And um, there's a couple of other films that I've worked with uh, for Alt Shift, as well as um, Jennifer Lyon Bell as well. And with Jennifer Lyon Bell's new film called Wildcard, um, I'm starring again with uh, the amazing Caddy Sudra. Um, and we have a little bit of a blast with like gameplay. And it's really cool because it's also like this game is based on uh, performing like little like fun little sexy things, but in but using body parts that you wouldn't normally think of se- as sexy, basically. So um, I can really recommend that. And you can check out um, that film on blueartichokefilms.com. And then lastly, um, there are a bunch of really cool gangbangs that I filmed this year with um, a studio called Hard Work Studio or Hard Work Studio. So it's uh, H-A-R-D-W-E-R-K Studio. And they have really cool, unique um, gangbangs, which are also not just gangbangs featuring like a, a woman in the middle, but also like guys who also are bisexual so there's some like bisexual scenes happening as well with like you know in some of the scenes i star in both labyrinth gang and bride gang and another one calling out coming up called hollow gang which will probably come up next year and they're really like sexy hard but also like really like gorgeously filmed um gangbangs with a bunch of bisexual joy enjoyment so um check that stuff out also check out pink label tv for anything else that like um you want to check out from me because there's some other films like the 36 year old virgin by Skylar braden fox and also Quirism by um me dante dionis and lily bembe and yeah um, if you're in Berlin, maybe see you for a show, I guess. Oh my gosh, you got a lot going on. <laughs> like, um, I will drop all of, of that in, in, in the show notes so that people are like, wait, the gangbang, what's the gangbang called? So don't worry, I got you. And we'll have links to where all the places that you can find Bishop. Bishop, thank you again so much for being on the plug with me. It, it was really a pleasure. Thank you so much again for having me. It was, yeah, it made my evening here. So thank you. Well, I will never look at the color lilac the same way again, (laughs) or my yoga mat for that matter. But what a treat to have Bishop Black give us a porn performer to non-performer tips and insights and techniques. I really enjoyed this episode. And I remember having such a challenging experience with my anal fantasy versus my anal realities and learning to check in with myself, listen to my body and communicate during anal sex has made a world of difference, but it is definitely a skill to be built. So what have you learned from porn? What have you unlearned from porn? We'd love to hear from you. Follow us on Instagram at the plug by B vibe and join the conversation there. You can also let us know that you love us by liking, rating, or subscribing to us wherever you listen to podcasts and treat your butt or somebody else's butt over at bvibe.com. And don't forget to use code Luna 30 until next time, everyone stay bootyful. Bootyful.